Welcome in to the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, because it's awesome. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Welcome in to Mailbag Wednesday. Doesn't flow as well as Mailbag Monday, but we got to do what we got to do here. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. Thanks for joining us. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash that like button for us and uh, gently hit that subscribe button. You want to be nice at the subscribe button. And if you're listening on the podcast there, make sure you are following or subscribed there as well. Uh, we got a lot to talk about today, fellas. We got a lot of questions from everybody. If you are not able to get one to us via Twitter at chgo underscore Blackhawks or on our diehards only Discord or our email, uh, feel free to hit us up in the chat and we'll do our best to get your questions answered there as well. Uh, let's get it started, Lawrence. We've got a lot of questions oh, kind of on the, okay, uh, the same big topic here today. Uh, this new fanatics deal with the NHL. So yeah, I'm gonna hit um, you with uh, yeah. we have we have a, a one of our Discord members, uh, Bob B. Uh, he says, I'm sure you'll Bob, I'm sure you'll talk about it on the pod. But curious what your thoughts are on the fanatics deal. And then his second part is uh, maybe actually you know what? let's just get into the fanatics deal and then we'll take the second part of this sure. as a part two. Wonderful. Okay, go ahead, guys. Mario, the floor is yours. Uh, it sucks. It absolutely <laughs> sucks. Um, Look, like, I understand that it's probably going to be fine uh, in the long run, and it's a long run, 10-freaking-year deal. Um, and, you know, a lot of people are saying, like, oh, well, people were all in upheaval about the helmet ads and the jersey ads and the ads on the scoreboard, and you get mad about it for a week and you forget about it. I don't think that's going to be the case because now we have 10 years of Fanatics making the jerseys at least – and I have refrained from buying things from Fanatics because I, I read online reviews. I take people's uh, opinions into consideration when looking for, you know, products like that, materials and, and, and everything. You can go up and down the Internet and find thousands of stories of people getting bunk materials on their Fanatics deals, jerseys with the wrong numbers, with the wrong names, um, and you get the, the the hell stories of customer service with fanatics. It's just I, I I they have this monopoly on all of the leagues and and their fan shops and everything. And it's just like it's 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 like a it's like everyone it's it's like if if everyone said like oh this burger shop is 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 terrible, but there's billions of these burger <laughs> but shops. But it's the only burger but shop. But it's the option, only yeah. burger shop in town. <laughs> oh, you mean Burger King. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, so I just, you know, the from everything that I, I, I read and heard from people who are, are deep into the, the Jersey game uh, in hockey, it seems like the facility that makes the on-ice player jerseys is staying the same. Yeah. Until yeah, what, 26? I believe so. Yeah. And the deal is going to be that with, with Adidas, what you couldn't do was buy what the players wear. You can buy almost what the players wear as the authentics, and then the replicas were made by Fanatics, and there was a difference between those two. Whereas when I remember Reebok, when they had the, the jerseys, you could when you bought an authentic, it was authentic. Nice authentic. You bought what, what, the, what the players were wearing, and then the replicas were somewhat different, but there was still they were still really good material. My my Patrick Kane jersey from many years ago 
was a replica from Reebok and you put it next to an authentic and yeah, you see some differences in the stitching and, and the logos and, and everything like that. But the materials were pretty much the same. The quality was really good. It didn't like fall apart or anything. People are saying their fanatics jerseys are like, like letters and logos are falling off. Like it just, it it's just a, such a pure NHL really? move. This is this is the NHL on versus. This is dumping Gatorade for BioSteel. It's it's just a complete NHL move. To you you had you had the availability of Nike to want to do this, of CCM which provides the jerseys for the AHL which are great quality, a very well known and capable company in the hockey world. Um, you had Warrior. You could have gotten them from from Bauer like. So many companies that you would probably have a little bit more trust in, but you go with a 10-year deal with that, Fanatics. That is such... They are going to be making uh, the jerseys for when I'm 43 years old. That's still younger than I am now. I was going to say... Right. Yeah, shut up. Bastard. Um, just, you guys remember, it's just for my own... Remember uh, Stephen Barry's? The old, like, you'd go to them and yes. you get, like, a $5 Illinois sweatshirt mm-hmm. at Stephen Barry's. It was, like, this discount college outfitter uh, where you can get really generic. It's as if Stephen Barry's got the NHL license. Oh, yeah. You know, and really, it is, like, it's you go into your local Dick's or, or wherever you're going to find a jersey and you see the Fanatic stuff. And it doesn't look good. No. Like, it's one thing, like you mentioned, your Patrick Kane replica. It really the replica versus authentic really stands out on the Hawks jerseys specifically because the stitching on the logo and the stitching on the shoulders is so intricate mm-hmm. on the authentics. But most teams don't have that level of intricate stitching on their jerseys, right? So you put them side by side, like okay, it's a little different. Maybe it's ironed on instead of stitched on, whatever. But you walk into a store and see a Fanatics jersey, and you know right away, like it looks junky and. I might be wrong on this, but I think I saw the barber pole jersey, mm-hmm. and I like went to. I'm like, oh, it's. I hadn't seen it in a store in a long time, and I looked, and I might be wrong. I might be crossing memories here. I am old. The inside of the jersey is white, whereas like you know what I mean. Like so, it's it's almost like it's painted or like a different material on the inside of the jersey. I don't know if it's different, but it's not the same color. Like it's almost as if it's like computer generated. Three mm. D printer. They're dumpy. So I had the same reaction as you. Yeah. Obviously, I think we all kind of had the same reaction. Not really. The only thing that <laughs> the only thing that gives me you need. a little bit of hope is Greg Wyshynski wrote about this yesterday. Uh, Nike is the official outfitter of Major League Baseball, but Fanatics has made MLB's Nike branded uniforms for all 30 teams since 2017 when it acquired Majestic. In total, Fanatics makes close to 100,000 MLB, MLB uniforms each season. Fanatics also makes authentic NFL jerseys that carry a Nike logo, which are sold online and in stores. So from what I understand, are they saying it's the on-field uniform for Major League Baseball? That's what it sounds like. That's, that's how I'm reading like. it, right? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Or basically, Nike pays Fanatic to make the uniforms and, you know, which it's outsourcing. Like it's a Fanatics, it's, it's Fanatics makes them through Nike. Right. Right, like Nike has outsourced those uniforms to them. And I've seen and purchased, actually I think my Cubs jersey is a Majestic, but I've seen authentic jerseys in person. They seem okay. Mm -hmm. Haven't heard players bitch about them. Haven't seen fans really. The only complaint I see is like, 
the Cubs jersey authentic has a weird like long butt on it. Yeah. So it tucks in the pants. So it's almost like another layer has been stitched on. Kind of like what they did with the Reebok jerseys. Yeah. They had that tail. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So that's the only thing that gives me hope. But just in general. You're right. It's such a typical. Well, I just that's why yeah. there NHL shouldn't move. be much outrage. It's par for well, the NHL. Be better, core. But be better the, though. Gary Bettman doesn't want to be better. He just well, wants to true. make money. That's all he cares. Make but are money you going to make more no, money if, no, are, if you make if you if you go with CCM or Bauer or Warrior or whatever? Aren't you going to make more money because more people are going to buy jerseys because they look good? They, maybe maybe the NHL said we had Adidas and no one bought them. Okay. Well, I think with the. the the problem there is, is I think the the marketing decisions that they made were backwards because Adidas, their their biggest thing was the reverse retros, right? That was like the, yeah. the Adidas was gonna like they were gonna make all these designs and they were gonna be awesome. Most of them weren't. The problem was they made they wanted those reverse retros to be special, right? So they made fewer of them, so they'd be rare. If you want to make money, don't you, off of this thing that you're big, you're, it's your big thing and you're promoting, don't you want to make a bunch of them so more people will buy them? Look, you walk into a Richard's Sporting Goods and there's orange <laughs> Bears jerseys everywhere. I've not seen the, the reverse retro. Because no one's buying the orange ones because they're awful. <laughs> well, I know, but they're there. They're available. Right. You know what I mean? Like, they're available like the next day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, it's it's just, all it is it's all it's all part of a bigger NHL problem. I, I, I don't understand the outrage to be honest with you. And that might have to do with the fact that I haven't bought a hockey jersey of a current player in like ten years and Probably. I kind of don't really plan on buying one anytime. That means soon. all of yours are Reebok, which are really nice. <laughs> Some of them are even older than Reebok. Yeah. Um, I, so Ho-ho. yeah, like I don't until they come out with their actual product, let's like hold the pitchforks and torches at bay like sure. everybody hated when nike took over everybody hated when reebok took over and adidas and guess what it's all still okay it's still the same game on the ice like yeah. i know people are worried about the quality of the jersey they're going to purchase and that's important P- p- part of the fun hockey, of being hockey a fan jerseys are jersey. expensive yes, as shit they are here's my thing let them maybe now that they have the actual contract with the nhl they're going to get held to a higher standard you would hope you would hope so let's just wait and see what they come out with once they're in charge maybe it gets better because hey we can't screw this up this is the first time we're getting this we're not going to drop maybe fanatics has a different mentality than the nhl does and say this is our chance to get better and bigger Mm. so let's not screw this up Let's just give them a chance well, before we say it's yeah. going to suck. I mean, the fact that the fact too that like they're sticking with the same manufacturing plant that Adidas did, we're but, probably not going to see many changes. And one thing I did see, and I'm not sure if it was Wyshynski or not, but I think that's only for where they're made for the for the players. For the players. I don't think that that's retail. Oh, maybe. But I, so that's the question: is if you buy an authentic from Fanatics, is it an on ice authentic or is it I don't an authentic? I don't, I don't think that's going to be, you know, which I don't means think that's going to be the case. I think it's going to be like Adidas where you buy an authentic, it's a really nice Jersey, but it's not what the players wear. Okay. Well, the only thing I saw that like indicated a major change that, and I don't remember where it was. I apologize. Something about material that would be more resistant to a skate cut, which is like being developed now, 
which That's indicates good. that they're taking the on-ice or on-field product seriously. Greg's right. We're not going to know for a few years. But I think just the bigger picture of if you go to shop.nhl.com, you are forced to buy from Fanatics, from, from Fanatics mm-hmm. right? Everything you have from, comes from Fanatics. And, look, I, I don't know how much the, NH, the NHL ha, has say on that, whatever. But, like, because it's not just them. It's every league. I, I don't know. I just I just want it to be better. I just want it to be better, and I, it's just such a typical NHL thing to feel like they're settling. And I'm That's a big fan do. of BioSteel. I like BioSteel, but when casual sports fans are watching a game and they see BioSteel instead of Gatorade, it's like mm-hmm. it just it has this like USFL, XFL, NHL kind of like a feel to it yeah. and you don't want to feel like a second rate league but they're okay gary bettman has made it perfectly clear in his 30 plus years of being on the job he is okay being a second rate league as long as his bosses are making money and that's why he's had this job for so long because his bosses the owners are making money Yep. He's fine with the NHL being a laughing stock of the four major sports. That he's made that abundantly clear for three decades. So none of this should be a surprise to any of us. 1992 is when Gary Bettman took over. 31 years. Which was, 30, yeah. at the time, considered like... Mario was alive. Go- he was yeah, alive. Barely. The second golden era of hockey, right? Lemieux, Yager, Ronick, Chelios, yeah. The EA Sports video games. Since then... What is what's the arrow been pointed on hockey in terms of the national spotlight? Doesn't matter. The owners are making money, but they could be making more money. They're making. And enough. this is what pisses me off: they're is satisfied making what they're making. Then they're stupid. I'm not arguing that. <laughs> you are 100 percent correct. I'm just like, telling you the facts of why at, like, he's there. Look at the growth of the NBA and NFL. Look mm-hmm. at the. They're growth. not interested in it apparently. Why? Like, because the, they're satisfied with where the they are, which is which is stupid. But it's just it's the it's the fact they're satisfied they with be. being. They, I refuse to believe they're satisfied. It, when I when we talk to people like like Jamie Faulkner and Danny Wirtz, I can't imagine if you got them over uh, a cold beverage, they'd say, "Yeah, we think we think the great game's in a great spot." It's not. It is not in a great spot. They've got TBS. They've got uh, uh, ESPN, which is great. And ESPN Plus is probably helping a little bit with exposure because people are like, what's on? All right, I'll watch hockey, mm-hmm. right? But it, since, since I became a fan in the early 90s, hockey has gotten less and less and less popular. And the ad that they show that features the NHL video game saying the new golden era is here is true. Mm-hmm. But who the hell knows about it? No Who one. is jumping on and watching hockey now? It's, They're not. It's not. It's not. Gra- it's not grabbing people uh, like it should because it's. I say it all the time. It's. It's. And it's not original to me, but it's the best sport run by the worst people. Yeah. Like at least the the biggest league in the world is run by the is run by people who have just poor decision making and and poor it's yeah to to everything you said there are just there are ways for the sport to be marketed and and distributed and accessible and it's just not here's the reason why the owners are satisfied where they are not all of them i'm sure there are some that want more i'm sure the blackhawks are hey i hate this salary cap garbage especially since we're trying to rebuild again and we might you know here's why because you can own a team in whatever that's not selling a ton of tickets and still make money because you have a hard salary cap 
And the bigger you get, the more people are watching you, the more money you're going to have to start shelling out for those players, which means less money in your pocket. Yeah. It's, it's pure dollars and cents. Why they don't want to get any bigger. Should they? Yes. Can they? Absolutely. There's just so much more money to be made for them, though. It's They're, like they can't even comprehend that. Well, most of these guys have enough money they, that their, their grandchildren eight times removed never have to work a day in their lives. Yeah. So they're satisfied with getting their tax loopholes and their, you know, whatever else they use their, their NHL team for that none of us could ever imagine. They're satisfied exactly where it's at. I only have to put in $80 million a year on this team? Cool. Oh, wait a minute. If we get bigger, you mean I'm going to have to spend double that to get good players? I don't know. I'm not interested. Yeah. All right. Well, 18 minutes for the first second. First question. So and we- actually, technically only the first half of the question <laughs> because Bob also asked, how would you rank jersey makers, Reebok, Adidas, CCM, et cetera, et cetera? I would do CCM, Reebok, Adidas. And I was a big fan of the Nike jerseys. I thought they looked good. I, w- I would put CCM at the top just because it's more of a nostalgia thing. Reminds me yeah, of the old days. Yeah, for me, it's classic, days. yeah. Like, my first couple Blackhawk jerseys were CCMs. I got my Savard jersey. It's got the fight yeah. strap and everything. So, it's, 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 uh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's people who still have and still wear their CCM Absolutely. jerseys from the 90s at Hawks games. Like, like they're, I'm the, they're I'm, made well. I want... Like either Dirk Graham or Steve Larmer, somebody from my childhood in the 90s, but I refuse to get a non-CCM jersey because to me, that's not authentic. Like I'm not going to get the Adidas Steve Larmer jersey because he never wore that jersey. Right, so right. then I would feel like a fraud. So I you yeah, know, hit the old eBay machine. Got to see what Gunzo's has left in the back. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, f- for me, I never had. That's not true. I did. I did have a CCM jersey. It was the first one I ever had. Yeah, your snug uh, one. Yeah, the one I the yeah. one I wore the other a couple times actually. Um, so yeah, I think for me the Reeboks were made really well. Um, like I said, like I've you know I've I've had though I've had those for a long time. They 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 stand up well. The Adidas ones were made well. Yeah, the like authentics were, were were made well. Good colors. Um, Vivid. I have I have no no problems with with Adidas how they were how they were made. Um, I think some of the designs were pretty crappy, but at least the materials and, and how everything held up is, is is pretty nice. Never had a Fanatics one, and we'll see. We'll see if I ever have one. Yeah. Well, you got 10 years to decide. I'm, well, there's I'm, one more year of Adidas uh, jerseys, so I'm gonna hopefully get you, the Blackhawks land Bedard your... and everyone can get their Adidas Bedard jerseys and <laughs> oh, be good for the next 10 I'm years. I'm going to get you one for your 40th birthday. Sweet. Maybe they'll figure it out by then. That's seven years from now. You have 40 Darren Pang. Sure. Why not? Yeah, that sounds good. Well, that first segment, that made me want to drink. Sure. <laughs> what should I drink, Mario? <laughs> you, can, you can crack open a cold one from the beer sleeve, and it'll be a Goose Island beer, the proud beer sponsor of us here at CHGO and Chicago's beer since 1998. You want to talk about good designs? Take a look at our cans here on the table. You got the uh, Blackhawks Pale Ale in that black can. Looks great. Tastes great. You got the Bull City 312. Both of those are limited releases from Goose Island, and they are not limited in how good that they taste. Of course, you also have the uh, No Plans Pale Ale in that nice spring green can. It's going to be coming in handy 
uh, after April 13th when we have no plans uh, for the rest of the season. <laughs> and, uh, of course, the gold, Goose Island, 3-1-2, the staple of their roster. Uh, of course, also the Bourbon County Stout for the dark beer fans. The Beer Hug IPA series is delicious, I hear. And, hey, if you want to try any of these uh, delicious Goose Island beers, you can go to one or both of their two local locations because they are open and ready to welcome you. You can grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room located at 1800 West Fulton. Or if you like to pair a smash burger with your beer, you can do that. Get a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne Brewhouse at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations. We've only got six home games left for the Blackhawks. Six games left this season at the United Center. If you want to go, you want to use Game Time. It is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, right behind Luke Richardson. You can do it. It's possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy, and you won't find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. It was created by the fans for the fans, and game time guarantees you the lowest price. I'm looking ahead here. Next home game is Sunday against the Canucks. That's 31 bucks gets you in the door, but as the game approaches, those tickets get cheaper and cheaper. The 28th, Tuesday, Dallas at Chicago, 18 bucks. Gets you in the door. New Jersey, that's a hot ticket, 43 bucks. But still, these are well below face value, and it's always smart to keep an eye on the Game Time uh, app and website to see those ticket prices as they go down. If you love CHGO, then you will love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Click that link, bookmark it, so anytime you're looking for tickets, you make sure you use our link to save join over 15 million people who have downloaded the game time app and score the best seats to all of your favorite events here's a before we get to the next question this qu- quote from Connor mcdavid just comes across my timeline from uh, chris johnston of uh tsn and he uh just kind of just wrap put a bow on that last conversation about how the nhl needs to market itself better it's from Connor mcdavid talking about last night's world baseball classic mm-hmm. you know Atani trout showdown for the ages yeah that's what we've been asking for in hockey for a long time right best on best look everybody's talking about baseball and you see the otani versus trout and that's what hockey has been missing for almost a decade now that's coming from mr personality himself the world's greatest player saying please give us something like that we're begging you it hurts my heart the players want it the fans want it do it. You had the Olympics, but that's gone. It hurts my heart. Yeah, three o'clock in the morning, to right? Hear, in the middle of the season, I'm not interested. To hear Connor McDavid say what every fan and every player wants, and knowing it won't happen. Yep. It Give us the World Cup of Hockey in September before the season starts. Every three years, every four years, under your own control. Yes. You don't have to worry about the, no, the IIHF. You, know. you don't have to worry about the IOC. You you control your own do tournament. It just like you the make World your own Baseball money. Classic during training oh. camp. You do it in NHL arenas. It's game so game. simple. NHL cities where NHL teams and players are making money. You do it every th- two or three years, four years. <laughs> it's just, just uh oh. That table needs some Roman. <laughs> yeah. No, That's you're fine. look, That's and fine. and I will say this, like, as much as we kind of like make fun of the hockey culture, hockey culture, those guys are gonna want to play. Connor They're not gonna David say, I'm gonna skip it. I'm too big of a name. I make too much money. No. The best players will play in the World Cup. 
if marketed correctly, if done, you know, in a reasonable place, in a reasonable time, you get guys, instead of preseason games, have your stars play in the World right. Cup. Yeah. Connor McDavid doesn't need to be in Oilers camp. Yeah, no. you know, the, the guys that are going to play in that tournament are going to get as much out of more practicing at that tournament, playing those games, than being in training camp those and guys playing are, Those are the guys games. that play maybe two preseason games the whole preseason. Right, exactly. Right. And yeah. they'll start training sooner. They're not just going to go into a cold as if it was the preseason. Yeah. 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 It's, and sure, there's the risk of injury, but there's a risk of injury every time there's they step onto the injury, ice. There's a risk of injury waking up and getting out of bed every morning. Sure. You, you put yourself at risk That's of true. something bad happening. At least it, I do. It'll be a complete shame, and we're running out of time, if, McDa- if McDavid and Crosby and Kane and Matthews never play on a, on a U.S. team together or a Canada team together yeah. in a major tournament. Men, World Championships... La di da. Like we're talking, we're talking about still the talk best about the, the Canada Cup with uh, Gretzky and Lemieux on the same right, line. Exactly. People still talk about the Summit Series, right? Seventy yeah, two. Yeah. No, it's well, two different 80, things. Yes. The Canada Cup, eighty seven. Eighty seven. Yeah. 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 Yes. Like, people the, still talk. Or even that World Cup of Hockey what was it ninety four? Where U.S. That was great. Had the upset. Oh four. Tony was that. Was it no, it wasn't 04. It was 94. It was 94. It was 94. 96. 96. 96. Yeah, yeah. 94, 94 was, was the Olympics. Olympics. 96, where you had Brett Hall and Tony Amani and Team USA mm-hmm. pulling off that upset over yep. Canada. I mean, yeah, those are great things. Let's do that. All right, let's when, do more when questions. They did, when they did it in 2016, <laughs> it was it was fantastic. I loved you had, it. You had Team North America. Team North America was my was, favorite. Yeah, it was great. Still, though. USA, it just, Canada, Sweden, Finland, Russia. Let's go. How hard? Uh, this should not be this difficult. All no, right. It shouldn't. Who's next, Lawrence? Sorry. This is from Dan Hines. He says, in previous episodes, you guys have talked about the simplicity of Richardson's system. I'm curious that when the talent level is higher, will he change it? Or more simply, could you guys discuss hockey systems and their impact on the game? I'm still learning a lot about hockey, he says. Um, Well, look, look, hockey in general is not the most complicated it's not like um, the 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 Rams offense when Kurt Warner and Isaac Bruce and Marshall Falk were running <laughs> no. wild. Like, it doesn't really get turf. that complicated. No, protect what, the puck, get for, shots on. Yeah, it, even in the that. heyday of the Blackhawks, you would hear analysts saying this Blackhawks power play is struggling because they're not keeping it simple. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't think you're going to see his system change very much. Keep in mind, there is flexibility within the system. If you've been watching Lucas Reichel lately. You see a lot of times where he'll go in his own, he'll peel off, he'll look for the pass. It's all about breakouts. It's all about entering the offensive zone. And then from there, the creativity is allowed to sort of thrive. And yes, when you get more talented players, the team will look different. Now, because you've got, you know, four, three, third and fourth lines, basically, it's going to look a lot more simplistic than it would in three, four years, hopefully, when this talent starts arriving yeah. and free agents start getting signed and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the simplicity of what he's doing now when you have more talented players will allow for that talent to rise to the top. Where yeah. if, you, if you keep the assignments simple, if you keep, you know, these, these guys have, have played a lot of these simple games, simple systems for the most of their life. It's, it's not necessarily that they're learning something new or doing anything new. They're just doing what they've known for so long, that's where that talent and creativity can then, you know, show itself. And when there's a more talented roster, we'll, we'll probably see it'll, it'll look like, Oh, look at this. You know, what they're doing is so intricate or whatever. It's like, well, it might just be the guys are just exactly, they have simple assignments. So they know what, what to do, where to be, what, what to do in situation, you know, a through Z 
but they just let their instincts take over beyond that. Yeah, I don't see him changing much per se as the team gets better, uh, hopefully, with a more talented roster. But as you just said, it's not necessarily – it's when the players that get more talented, those little nuances you see are the players kind of – doing their thing Mm -hmm. because they're better players so they can react differently they can make plays that joey anderson can't make they can make how dare you well not yet (laughs) you know yeah i know that's your favorite pie face player (laughs) (laughs) he is very pie face well and and when you when you see hockey get more intricate and complicated in its system you get jeremy collins exactly it's not while it seems complicated to a new fan because there's all these things going on at the same time. It really is a simple sport. And it, sometimes you need to go all the way back, like Luke Richardson's done, and just say we're starting as if this was we're back in you know U13 hockey. Yeah. We're just going to do it simple. And as we get good at being simple, then we can try little things. But I don't think his system is going to go over any kind of real major overhaul. I think he's just going to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. And as his teams get better, he's just going to let his best players be his best players. If you want us to very simplify it, uh, Jeremy Cowton, if you will, to go football terms, played a man-to-man defense, which is really dumb in hockey. Um, and most other teams use a zone style thing where someone's responsible for an area yeah. Yeah. more than a specific player or the box plus one. Yeah. Yes. We meet while he had his guys chasing the same guy up and down the ice. That's why your defensemen were at your, were at the blue line and there was an undersized winger standing in front of that going, Oh my God, get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Meanwhile, the goals are being scored while Duncan Keith is in the neutral zone. Cause his guy was like, Hey, I got an idea. I'm going to let their best defenseman <laughs> chase me all the way out to the zone. Yeah. and we will score a goal. Yep. Smart. All right. Next. Well, this sort of dovetails off that combo. Okay. Is, uh, uh, Jay Arthur asks, what's the confidence level you have in Luke Richardson to coach a Stanley Cup-level team, assuming the Hawks get there in three to five years? That's what he's here for. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing I've seen from him that would indicate to me he's, he's not capable of that. He's done it. He has yeah, coached he has. the Stanley Cup final game and won that game. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, look, to, what do you need to win a Stanley Cup? Talent? Yeah. Depth? Mm-hmm. And you need to keep your team engaged and listening. So the coaching part of that, we've seen is pretty secure. If he can keep this team focused, this team listening, and this team growing, that is losing, has one of the worst records in the game, has traded all of their named players, and they're still engaged, I don't think he's going to have any problem doing that with a contender. Yeah, no, not at all. I think he was he was brought in here not to be a placeholder. He was brought in to see the rebuild through and be the guy that when the you know, the contending years are, are back. The plan is for him to be here. So I, I think we haven't seen anything that uh, would indicate that he couldn't handle it. Right. All right, we got another one? I know we do. Oh, we do. And first of all, I just wanted to mention that you guys do look good today. Thank you. you. Can go to the <laughs> com and get that beautiful vintage. Also available in a T-shirt. Oh, my gosh. He's Dumb got him down. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, okay, next up. Uh, that was a mistake, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I just grabbed a black shirt. Amazing. Like, oh, it happens to be the same one I'm wearing over. All okay, right, Yaroslav Sissy Spacek. Spacek? Um, Spacek. Sure. Uh, I just went with the sissy part of it. Anyways, uh, Connor Murphy has quietly had a decent season given the tank circumstances. Do you think there's a greater chance he'll be dealt over the offseason or be a Blackhawk to start at the start of next year? P.S. 
Why hasn't anyone talked about Galvis? Thought he was high on the prospects board last year. Uh, yeah. I mean, Connor Murphy is just, he is the epitome of steady. He's not flashy. He's, he does his job. He doesn't put, pick up a lot of points. He stays at home. He defends and goes home and does it again. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We got a uh, dark guy dark here with a shirt. Out, but he's got a shirt on. So it's yeah. not a shirt or a robe. It's uh it's, it's a zip up hoodie. He definitely he's put shirtless that, under that. He definitely though. put that zip up hoodie out there to <laughs> he, have that. That is a, that is not quite know. spring yet. Shirtless dark guy still has a shirt on. Inside. That's a look with the zip up hoodie with no shirt. And he's, he does that's that exactly what often. he's wearing. Yeah. Yep. yeah. All right. Sorry. Oh, we didn't mean to interrupt. We haven't seen him in a while. Spring is on its way. Yeah. That's a good sign. But shirtless dark guy, please go to the CSJ locker and get yourself a t-shirt. Sure. We need to give him a gift membership. So he can uh, <laughs> partake to know that he's like one of our uh, mascots, one of our cast members here. You know, <laughs> it really is. We need a, a dark guy cam. Yeah. For the summer. Yeah, I, that's I definitely totally didn't legal. mean to steal uh, Sissy's basics question thunder here. Um, no, Connor Murphy. Um, sure. I'm, I'm sure if there were some offers this summer, Kyle Davids would be listening. But, you know, <sighs> with all these young defensemen coming up, you kind of need that mentor veteran guy you have seth jones but seth jones and connor murphy play different types of games Mm -hmm. so i think it's good to keep them around uh obviously if someone gives you an offer you can't refuse you take it but you know you can't really just you got to have some veterans here especially when most of your top prospects now are defensemen yeah and learning from a guy like connor murphy is is a good thing and Connor Murphy is a Luke Richardson player. Mm-hmm. Like the, he plays the same type of game that Luke Richardson does. So I, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think you'll see him traded. But again, never say never. As far as Galvis goes, again, I think he's just one of those guys that just is getting lost in the shuffle because there's so many talented young defensemen coming up through the system, and he's been really good in Rockford. He's leading uh, defensemen in assists this year. I think he's second or third on the team in assists overall, but yeah. leading the the defenseman in scoring because of his assists and playing solid hockey. I just think he's one of those guys that's just kind of like he's older and kind of gets looked over because you're excited about these young guys coming up. And, yeah, I'm not sure why he hasn't been called up to get a look yet this year. Last year he had a, a handful had a of games. games. He was great he, in preseason. Last yeah, year. and he looked he looked completely fine at the NHL level. I yeah, I think it's just a it's just a numbers game, and you know he's older at what 23, 24 years old. Yeah. But you know I think the the like we talked about kind of with with Ian Mitchell the other day, and and we brought up Nicholas Bodin. Like the, these are guys that I think just are getting pushed down based off of, you know, the the talent that's coming in and and the numbers game. And yeah, there's going to be more spots open next next season at the NHL level in in theory. Connor Murphy is going to need to be there because or would likely be there because you need a guy that's a, in a leadership role. Yeah. A guy that can kind of help guide some of these younger players and a guy that's going to give you, you know, a consistent effort night in and night out. So you can't just take the all the prospects and the Rockford Ice Hogs and throw them into the NHL and expect things to go well. As far even from a development standpoint, that's that's really not how it works. So you need guys like Murphy uh, to be in those positions for those for those reasons. And yeah, I think Galvis is just it's he's a fine player. Like I I think it, in most cases, like I would be fine with him coming up and, and playing some games. He might be one of those guys where towards the towards the final few games of the season. He gets brought up from Rockford to be like, hey, like you've had a good season here. 
like have a couple NHL games, come back down. I just don't know what his future is. Well, even next year is, you know, some guys are going to get forced out of spots with Del Mastro and Allen likely joining Rockford. Um, if there's someone they want to spend a little more time with, then Galvis could be a guy who can come up here. He's not gonna really going to hurt you. No. I don't know how high his ceiling is. I don't know if you think he's going to get much, much better than he is already, but why not give him a spot, give him a he's look? A, while... He's an RFA after this year, so we'll see. That's yeah. yeah. Hey, man, Alec Regula are both RFAs, so we'll see what happens. Does and, Roos have one more year? Uh, yes, Roos has another year. Maybe the fact that they haven't been bringing, bringing him up as, as we've mentioned, with like why Ian Mitchell is playing because they don't think he necessarily has a long term future. Maybe the reason he hasn't come up yet is because they want him to get that full season in Rockford to get sure. better because yeah. they think he has a future. But we'll get a better we'll get a better idea of where they think he fits this summer when in that RFA comes up if they want to bring him back or not. I would love to ask Kyle Davidson a lot of these questions. <laughs> One day, still working on it. All right, uh, what's up next? Well. Speaking of asking Kyle Davidson questions, uh, Sean says, if a team comes up to Davidson and is willing to trade its first rounder, say 8 to 12-ish, for Lucas Reichel, do you make it? Reichel is a nice prospect, but a top 12 in this year's draft might end up a better player. Example, more Jaeger, Leonard, Salewood. Keyword there is might. Might. You got a pretty good player right now who's probably going to get better. So why trade it for someone who might be just as good or better three, four years from now? I'm, I'm cool with, like, it, no, I'm all right. I, I say thanks, but no thanks. A boat's a boat, but the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat. It could be a boat. <laughs> true. You have a really you good have young Reichel. player. He's who, not even able to buy yeah, alcohol in this country. Like, give him, give him a few more <laughs> a If few he needs more some, years. he could ask me. I'll do it for him. I'll be that guy. That is illegal, there my friend. There you go. Hey, don't, don't show the police this episode. Uh, look, like, I know we've gotten so focused on this draft class and thinking about, like, oh, well, it's so deep and all these guys and blah, blah, blah. Like, Reichel's a really good young player. I, you, and if you, take him out, if you take him out of the equation, then you're, you, you take a step back. Yeah. Remember, too, you have very few forward prospects. Right. At least that are NHL ready. It, or... I mean, I mean, hopefully you're going to get a whole bunch more. <laughs> yeah, in July or Nazar. in June. Yeah, you got Nazar. You got Green. You yeah. got yeah. You know, none of none of their like Sammy Savoy. None of their forward prospects that we are excited about right now are on the NHL roster next no. year. Besides Reichel, yeah, Kershev, but he, I, I'm, he's not a prospect anymore. What if you he's get the NHL fourth player. pick? Would you trade four and Reichel for two? If you get the fourth pick, mm-hmm. no. If a team is going to say yes, I think maybe. I think you consider that. I don't think the team at two takes that. Trade. I don't think well, they do either. But Something to think about. And I don't think any team at eight through 12 is looking to give up that pick to get Reichel anyway. Maybe, but I just, <sighs> at some point you have to hang on to people and say, these are our guys. Um, and you're right. Trading Reichel sets you back another year at least. So how about we see if he's really good before we put him on the trade block? Yeah, and we're getting a good look at him right now. This is the longest he's been up with the team in a, for consecutive games. Um, so we're getting a good, a good look at him now. And every time we watch him, and we, we talk about it on post games, even if he's not showing up on the score sheet, the little things and, and the things he does away with the puck not on his stick, um, 
are improving, yeah. and that's what you want to see. He really had, good video breakdown piece today from Scott Powers yeah. at the Athletic. Uh, with video, we can't use video; we don't have the rights. Um, but Scott did a great job isolating play, 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 play with some analysis. So make sure you check that out today yeah. as well. We are we are seeing the progression in, that we wanted to see from him this year, and then some. It's mm-hmm. what you want out of your young, your young players that he's better now than he was the last time we saw him here. Right. Yep. yep. All right. Who do you got next, Lawrence? All right, Mailbag Wednesday rolls on with Cam, who asks, if there is a tie for last place, who get the greater percentage in the draft lottery? What stats are being used to slot teams in order? I believe it's regulation wins, right? I think, yeah. I would think, I would assume. Regulation wins, regulation plus overtime wins are the second tiebreaker. Okay. Eventually, we get down to the two-legged sack races on. I don't think anyone's going to have an identical record. Just take That's them out and let them Rochambeau each other and yeah. see who really wants it. <laughs> yeah. What they do is they style. they put Connor Bedard in the middle of the room, and then the two GMs are on the opposite sides of the room, and they just they 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 try and co- coerce yeah, him to like, one side like of the room the old, or the other. The old puppy, yeah, put yeah. Two bowls of food in front of a puppy and see which one he picks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's by regulation wins. All right, so All right, well, you got to read that. Speaking of, <laughs> which is which is good tiny, that Columbus won in overtime last night. Yeah, yeah hey, let's go, Columbus. Good go. work. Uh, speaking of Connor Bedard, uh, yes, this obviously I don't know where you guys made That's this an email. from. It's an email. Okay, yep. uh, this is from that. Matt in Kentucky. He says, "Hey guys, thanks for all you do." Question on the top teams that could land Connor Bedard: What team would or could ruin his development? For me, it's Columbus or Arizona. Take care, y'all. Hmm. I don't know if you can ruin his yeah. development. Oh, you can. Oh, yeah, I think it's Columbus, <laughs> if you try Arizona. Hard enough, you could. But, I mean, he's just so good that I don't think, like, I think you'll ruin his prime years by not putting good enough players around him, i.e. Connor McDavid. That's the thing. But you're not ruining his development. Like, he's already a star player. So why don't we answer it this way? What is a better outcome for Bedard, Arizona or Columbus? Chicago. Yes. Right. Chicago, well, Chicago is, is always the answer. Well, Probably Columbus because he'll get to play with Johnny got an NHL talent. Yeah, and they have a, they have a lot of good young players yeah. in their in their in their system. So does Arizona. I mean, think about Bedard and Cooley, Cooley on the same Bedard line. Cooley, Cooley center, Gunther. Uh, yes, as far as I understand, okay. he was drafted. As and a I center. think there's still some question on whether or not Bedard is an NHL center. I think that's what if everybody he's not, hopes. Then let him be Patrick Kane plus a little bit more. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I don't think. It, See, I don't think Arizona has an issue with developing. I just think they have an issue with <laughs> keeping. With well, one, yes, keeping. Right. Uh, but also, I think they, they've they've kind of swung and missed on some guys too. So I think I think it's it's finding the right the right player. Obviously, with Bedard, like you said, I don't think there's really much you can do to ruin his development. Or if he's go- or if you swing, in, you're not going to swing and miss on Connor Bedard. The, the missing on Connor Bedard is if you don't build properly around him that's where i think arizona may haven't have the issue but they do have a good a good prospect system coming up um columbus so does columbus so does chicago like they're, they're all I, I feel like the futures of all of those teams at least in their system and on their in their prospect pools are good it just kind of then comes down to what do they do on the ice and in the front office right but yes chicago is the best situation for Connor bernard yeah There's agreed a little doubt about that Yep, no doubt. Next. All right, we are moving right along here with Tom Tom Quinn, 
who says, do you guys think Korchinski has nothing left to prove in juniors? I know they can't send him to Rockford, but if he's not quite ready for the NHL and nothing left to prove in Seattle, it seems like there's no other option. If he's not ready for the NHL, then let him bum slay in juniors another year. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I, I, I'd rather him I'd rather him be... Big fish in little pond. Big, yeah, absolutely. Then his confidence destroyed. At yeah, the then get his head beat in in the yeah. NHL. Yep, over-ripening is never a bad thing. And, if, you know, you send him to juniors next year again, which I think would be completely fine. He gets another opportunity to be the guy on Team Canada for the World Juniors, which he most likely would be defensively. Um, and that's that's a good confidence builder. Right. So I, I, I think if he's not ready, he, no reason for him to have to be ready. It's not like next year it's going to be, you know, your NHL blue line is Korchinski and Allen and Del Mastro and Kaiser. It's not going to be all those guys. You don't have to bring them all in at the same time. You know, Allen and Del Mastro are a little bit older. They'll, they can go to the AHL next year. Totally fine with that. Korchinski, if he wants to, you know, be the captain in Seattle and lead the team in points and all, nothing wrong Plus, with that. That's good know, for him. You, you let Korchinski, if, he's, if he plays really good in preseason, you let him play the first four or five games of the season, you have nine games. Yeah. If he's proven that, like, hey, okay, we can't send this kid down. He's dynamic. He's great. He belongs here. Fine. Also got to remember, you send him back to the WHL, that first year of his contract, Moves right moves, along moves back to the next year, year. Yep. yeah. And uh, somebody just said it in the as, as Stephen says in the chat. You just you've got to you got to spread out those contracts on the books. Mm-hmm. So sending him to the WHL gives him another chance to dominate all, World Juniors, all that awesome stuff, and it pushes back having to resign him another year, mm-hmm. which are things you really have to think about when you know you're in this situation and you know damn well. That's why they burnt the first year of Reichel last year. Yeah, yeah. They're already thinking about those things. And it's not just, you know, burning the first year, not to just to stagger the contracts, but it's also making the bet of, well, if we push it a year, he'll be more developed, and then at the end of it, he'll be more expensive too. So they're going to be able to get a cheaper so bridge they deal. they can technically re-sign him. They can extend him this summer, correct? Reichel, Reichel? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, he'd be silly to do it. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, hell no. I, I, yeah, but they could always say to him, like, we'll give you $4 million, you know, right. instead of a potential seven right. in two years or whatever. And mm-hmm. the Hawks are saying, like, yeah, we're going to bet on you. And he's going to say, I'll take $4 million right now. That sounds wonderful. Sure. sure. Yeah. You and know? his agent gets on the phone and say, not so fast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Reichel's like the uh, NHL owners. He's, he'll be happy with just, just enough. Nah, there you go. I, I don't want anymore. Hold your breath. That, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Get all the money you can. Nothing scary. All right, we got one sleep. more question from the old mailbag. Yep. And it is from Joe, pizza lover, Hawks and Canes. He says, if Taves retires, who is next in line to be captain? He's not on the team right now. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the next captain is on the team. You can hand it to Seth Jones. I don't think that's the that's the the route to go, though. I don't think he wants it. Has he ever been a captain? Not in the not NHL. Nashville, not no. in Columbus. But he's, but he's been a, he's been, he's worn a, he wore a letter in Columbus. He's worn a letter here. I don't, I, I just don't think, I think the, the organization as a, almost as a, as a courtesy to Taze wouldn't just be like, oh, here's the next captain. I think right it's, away. Va- I think it, regardless, it's vacant next year. Yeah. I think there's three or four A's. And they don't. They do not have a captain next year. Yeah. And, and then your next captain is someone that you have identified as someone who will have it again for eight to ten for years a, for a long time. Reese Johnson. 
Yeah, well, yeah, that's if, if, if uh, Derek King had his way. But you could look down the road, right? Like, if they get Bedard or Fantilli, they can very much go the Taves route with one of those guys and just say, your team, let's go, yep. beat it. Yeah. Uh, you look at somebody like Ethan Del Mastro, who's had a leadership role for Team Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Even both, like... Both the junior teams. It, it, and it, remember, your captain doesn't have to be your best player. No. no. Like, it doesn't have to be that way. I, I could have, if Jake McCabe was still here, I could envision a place where Jake McCabe is a captain, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Connor Murphy has captain-leg qualities to him. Yeah. He's not a Norris Trophy candidate. You don't have to be to be a captain. No. I mean, look at the... Luke Haw- Richardson was a captain. Look at the Hawks' history of captains. Right. It's not chock Hall of Fame yeah. famers. Troy Murray was a captain. Alexei you know? Jamnov. You know, hey, you know, Bobby Hole was never a captain. You know, well, Stan Makita was there. Well, because Stan Makita is captain material. the greatest human. He's a, just a captain of a human being. Yeah. Um, but like, it's never. Just look at the ca- the captains around the league. It's you're right. It's not not the best. Uh, <laughs> I love that our listeners are getting in on the, in on the, on the, on the bits. Yeah. Nate says, "What about Entwistle? He's been able to make it this far with no family." <laughs> self-determination perfect for leadership i wonder if anybody has told Mackenzie that we have this joke at his expense he said it i know he said said, i don't have a family there's a there's a sound clip of him saying it somewhere in there oh yeah i don't have a family we we ran with it there you go austin matthews uh, yeah i like steven's yeah austin matthews sign him you know sign him and give him the captain Mackenzie whistle is the very definition of a replacement player right like Sure. He's fine. I have nothing against him. The team seems to love him. His teammates seem to love him. He's That's a guy who can wear a, a letter. Dude. He's a really good, good locker, dude. locker room yeah. guy. He's yeah. a fun guy. Yeah. He has fun and keeps people loose. Green for and that. I think he's a guy that knows exactly what he, he is. He knows his role. And, yep. is, and is like, God, I'm playing in the NHL. I'm like the luckiest dude on the planet right now. I'm not going to waste a second of this. Yeah, he is. He, is, he has not taken any of this for he, granted. He, he learned that lesson his first year in the AHL yep. under Derrick King and was just, and it was just told like, look, like this is what's going to get you to the NHL. And he's, he's stuck with it. And look, over, like well over a hundred NHL games already. He's still 22, 23. And like the first time I saw him that opening night in Rockford, I, I paid attention to him. I was like, Oh, okay. This is that kid people were talking about. We got in the host trade. Mm-hmm. After that first AHL game I was covering, I was like, this kid's never going to play in the AHL. He can't <laughs> skate. And then, but by like Christmas time that season, I was like, holy cow, this is a different yep. player. So he is, he good for him. I, I, all the success, as much as we joke about the no family thing, every time he has some success, I, 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 I'm happy because he's, he deserves it. I agree. Uh, hey, we want to remind you that DraftKings is the official sports betting partner of CHGO and All City. They've got those great NBA same game parlays. Major League Baseball starts in nine days, eight days, nine days. We are down to eight days. Woo. It is Thursday of next week. Get those uh, spring training bets in. I got my both Chicago teams with the over. Get those home run leaders, Cy Young winners. All those great things are all available on a DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, it's great fun. And just play along. As the Hawks season winds down and you're not really invested in the wins or losses or the players, Bet those uh, those uh, th- those game lines. Bet those first time goal scores. It's a great way, great way to stay engaged 
as the season winds down on your bad team. Download the app now <laughs> and sign up with the code CHGO. New customers can bet five bucks and get $200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. And you know what else you deserve? You deserve to save money on your uh, energy bills as well. And the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and the businesses and the communities they serve save both money and energy. ComEd offers free assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes or processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs. These can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers will receive a report detailing energy efficiency projects that they can start working on when? Immediately. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. Don't wait. Get started saving money and energy today for energy saving tips or to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz, B-I-Z, powering biz. Ready to sign up for a facility assessment? Call comed at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak to a comed energy efficiency program representative, or you can email businessee at comed.com or request an assessment online at their website, comed.com, facility assessment. All right, we've got some chat questions we want to get to before we wrap up the show. Just a few minutes left. Who's up first, Lawrence? Uh, first is Ken. He said, here's a question. Are you hearing anything about Taves' post-playing days? Does he want to coach or something different to stay in the game? I haven't really heard it much. Yeah, I don't know specifically. We kind of get to his post-playing yeah, days. Yeah, I think that's, that's the first. I know, I know that that's kind of uh, – that, that's been in the uh, – in the news, but um, if I feel like he's going to have any opportunity, he wants to stay in hockey. Yeah, if it's if it's front office, if it's behind the bench, like if he wants it, he'll it'll be available to him. I don't foresee any scenario as long as he's healthy where Jonathan Tate is not involved in yeah. hockey one way. Or he just like rides right. off into if, the sunset. I don't see him becoming. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't just s- completely. Just I don't see him becoming Pavel Datsuk and m- moving into some weird monastery or something strange <laughs> like that. <laughs> right. Like I like I see him wanting to be either coaching or a scout or a general manager somewhere in their player development front office job. And listen, all Jonathan Taves when he gets to that point of his of his career of his life, all he has to do is pick up the phone to Rocky Wirtz, Danny Wirtz, anybody, any, whatever extension he picks in that office, say, hey, I want to be on board, and they're going to say, yes, absolutely. see you Monday morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's your office. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I think any, anything that – because he, he is a guy that thinks, I think, differently than most other NHL players. I think he's done a lot in his personal life to kind of set up post-playing career and in things that he's interested in and, and, and wants to do. Um, and at, yeah, I think he's just kind of got that, that mind for the game on the business side of things. And, you know, S- Steve Eiserman, Joe Sackick, those are guys that he looked up to. And those are both guys that have had some success as front office members and, and also well, wore number 19 and also wore yeah, number the 19. other nice thing too, is like with the dynasty Hawks now starting to their career is starting to end 
you can kind of reinvent the ambassador role, right? And even if it's not coaching or scouting or GMing right off the bat, and maybe not, this isn't even specific to just Taves, but like go out in the community, help communities, learn about the game, learn about the sport, go to schools, introduce kids who don't have the opportunity to play hockey, help them get that opportunity. Like you, instead of just being the, I'm going to visit the skyboxes and I'm going to wave and kiss babies and, and shake hands and everything, you can actually give them reinvent the ambassador role into something truly yeah. meaningful. Jonathan yeah. Taves talking to Chicago public school kids about nutrition and fitness is like perfect. Right. And he's done that. Yeah. So like just keep that keep, stuff. Keep that up. Yeah. And then Teach you can always find kale. like the Chris Kunitz role for him where he's on the ice every practice helping people out. That'd like, be fun. Yeah. That's yeah. the job I want. <laughs> the dude that just fuck just just makes just, passes just all day. passes pucks and <laughs> in, in the drills no pressure at all. I feel all. like I might not be as effective at that job. Probably as not, as but you know I can wear the tracksuit. That'd be fun. <laughs> you can absolutely. I want mine to be velour though. <laughs> yeah, it gets wet and yeah, like a poly walnut. So yeah, I'll be damp, damp all day anyway. What's the difference? Uh, Winnie City is just kind of uh, dovetailing off this. Uh, he says if Taves does retire, could there be a chance he plays the season finale to get his well deserved thank you by the fans? Uh, chance? So, yeah. But the, the but. Again, he hasn't even been on the ice yet, and we're, what, three weeks away from that game? Yeah. Six home games left. If he's not we, on the ice in the next five days, it ain't happening. We talked about it in when, when John Dietz's uh, report came out, and it says, you know, it's it said in there that the, the, the organization is kind of making some pre- preparations in case Taze does say, like, look, I, I have to retire to kind of honor him at the at the end of the season. I would be shocked, um, especially knowing Taze, the kind of competitor that he is. I would be shocked if he's not ceremoniously suited up for that game. Goes out there, one he's, last shift or he's, something. He's in, well, no, I'm just saying. I'm saying like he'll actually play. I think it might be he plays ten minutes. He's in the starting lineup, takes the opening faceoff, gets gets that ovation. Whatever the score is at the end of the game, he's on the ice to finish it. That I would be shocked if if it if it came to the point where Tay says I'm retiring at the end of the year, my body's not cooperating, blah blah blah. Um, if he's not in that lineup, how quickly can a banner be stitched? I don't know. I mean, I'd be <laughs> the, those the 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 banner template for for Tays and Kane and Keith and yeah, so on and so forth. Already. Those should already be they're made. They just got to stitch in the years, you yeah, know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it'll be interesting, and I would, you know would be f- when do they play? The, they don't play the Sharks again this year, do they? Mm. Damn, it'd be really great if they could just do an hour long Jonathan Taves ceremony before the game. <laughs> Let him talk year. for yeah, 50 save it minutes. for next year. Yeah. The problem is I don't see Jonathan Taves talking in public for forty five minutes. <laughs> I don't see. I don't think. I don't. Jonathan, think your thoughts on Jeremy Colleton? Oh, there you uh, go. Then maybe. maybe. That's 45 yeah. minutes. Uh, no, it 45 be. minutes so, you know, or one long glare. Worst comes to worst, we've got four <laughs> chairs, and if Jonathan Taves is looking for work. We can slide hey, a chair over here. Yeah, he knows yeah, a little bit about it. We can zoom out a little bit, right? Yeah. We can Fine. definitely do that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, how many more we got? Two more? Uh, just a couple more here. Um, uh, by the way, Ryan did say he wishes that uh, Johnny could teach him about nutrition and fitness, which I do find funny. Yeah. Um, JR. I know about it. I just don't care. Where do you think the Blackhawks will end up by season's end? 
top spot, second or third prior second. to the lottery? Second. I'm, second. I'm betting second. Probably second. Though Columbus second. could get on a nice little run here. Let's hope. Hopefully last night was the start of like that awful four-game winning <laughs> yeah, streak sure. that nobody wants. Uh-huh. I think you you lit the fire under their Columbus. If, the, if the Hawks finish worse because Columbus goes on a five-game winning streak, everybody owes me something. I'm buying a know. Boys and Fanatics jersey. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Except it's going to say Ronan. It'll disintegrate <laughs> while being shipped. It's going to say Boyson. Boyson. It's the French version. I believe this plays perfectly off what you just said there. Mount Mill 08. Eight. After Mario went on a rant about Boston and Greg went on a rant about Columbus, is there oh, a pass. team Jay would like to rant about? Oh man, I, I mean, I feel like uh, I feel like Greg really took care of it for <laughs> for all of us <laughs> with the Columbus thing. And uh, no, not really. I don't have any. Uh, oh. I can rant about the St. Louis Cardinals. Sure, but I, that's the wrong show. It's Cody, that's Cody's, Cody's got job. That covered. Yeah, I, I want to steal Cody's gig here. Yeah, that, that's his job. <laughs> um, you can always find time to shit on the Cardinals. I, I, oh, don't, I would love to do I don't it. Really. Shitting on the Cardinals is like a... I, you know what? I can... I, I can uh, we've been crapping on Nashville Predators all year. That's fun. I can yeah. continue that. Like, Easy. just figure out what you're doing. Uh, you have to pick <laughs> your assignment, if you choose to accept it, right. is you have to pick one playoff team that you hate and go on a uh, go on an angry rant about them. Mm. All right. Let, let me look at the current standings. It shouldn't sure be I, too hard. Yeah. You should be able to pick out a team you Vegas. All right, uh, can you pick, do a Vegas? That would uh, please you know. me. Toronto? Dallas, he likes Toronto. He's weird. Yeah. Greg could yell about Toronto. How about, yell about any team you want How about the Jets? What problems do you have with the Jets? They should have been hometown yeah. team. They should have won a cup by now. Should they? They well, should have been better many, many times. Because they had Paul Maurice for two years. I know. I don't have hatred in my heart. Good Things for you. are bad enough as they are. Good for you, Jay. I appreciate that yeah. answer. Yeah, Cody is standing behind That's you a with a lot of money. Yeah. Just so you know. I know. Yeah. You're trying to buy your way on the show to rant about the Cardinals? We'll put you on. He's wearing the right shirt. He's throwing money at us like we're strippers. I mean, I'll Keep talking bad about the Cardinals. Single, single, single. Cody got the email today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Cody. Uh, is that it? Are we done? Oh, we're good. All right. That was a lot Sweet. of fun. I love mailbag shows because they fly by. And we don't have to do a lot of work. I know you guys do our do our writing for us. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, reminder: We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Uh, tomorrow, post game, we'll be here. Join us. It's going to be a lot of fun, probably, maybe. Also, Hopefully. hey, we get to see the great Trevor Van Riemsdyk. And oh, oh Scott hey. Darling is going to Almost bust. as That's, good as Nicholas Jermelson, I That hear. is going to be a can't-miss pregame. Want to tease next yeah. week? Uh, it's yeah. not, not official. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Not official. But next week, there is a likelihood that we will be talking to... At least one of the people that we talked about on today's show. Oh. Who that is is up to you, Cody Del Mendo. to speculate. <laughs> yeah, Cody's gonna be on the show. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we should have more information and a definitive answer by the end of this week. How do you like producing? You enjoy it? Me sending emails, waiting for responses, not That's getting second them. nature. That's what I started with. Yeah, that's what I started with in uh, right. in sports radio. Well, so see, you started that. You've got a long career in that. It means I don't have to do crap. I'm happy. No, to you're good. <laughs> happy good. to it's hand good. that roll over. <laughs> Goodbye. Just sit there and look good. Twenty years is more than that's enough. All I thank know you. how to do. Yep. All right, Lawrence. Thank you, man. Hey, you're by very the way, welcome. shout out. I noticed that you 
went into one of the questions ah, and cut edited, the name yeah. Reichel <laughs> and pasted it over the name Rachel, which was a misspelling on one of the I noticed sent. that too. So I want to make sure on the show I shouted you out for that. Wow. That yeah. is uh, some handy Photoshop work that otherwise would have gone unmentioned that no one else knew happened. But on that one question about Reichel, it said Rachel first, I'm and Lawrence cut it Thank and pasted it so it said Reichel and Bob. Rachel too. Well done. Yeah. Well done. I was like, who's Rachel? I was That's why he's confused. the best in the damn business. Uh, so is Steven. They're all great. All right, fine. I don't want to pick a favorite. All right, fine. But I love them all. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow night after Hawks and I forget who it Capitals. is. Capitals. Capitals. Yes. All right, three more goals for Ovechkin. Let's. We'll talk to you then on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.